This is episode number 187 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hi, my friends. It's Jesse. Before we hop into today's show, I want to direct your attention and specifically your buns to my Glute Getter Guide, which is a free PDF download that you can get sent straight to your inbox. The Glute Getter Guide is going to give you six done for you workouts that are between 5 to 15 minutes long. You can easily fit these into your life over the upcoming holidays from home tonight whenever you're listening to this. So here's the thing. Pregnancy and postpartum can impact the function and the strength of our glute muscles, which are those on your backside. And better yet, strong buns can really help your pelvic floor do its job to keep you dry and comfortable too. So if you are pregnant, postpartum, or a parent, if you have diastasis recti, pelvic organ prolapse, if you're managing incontinence or low back pain, or if you are short on time, or simply if strength training feels overwhelming for you right now and you want workouts that are planned for you that are not overcomplicating the whole dang thing, go ahead and get my glute getter guide. The link to it is in the show notes of today's episode and you will get it sent straight to your inbox. Have fun. Hi friends. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. Today on the show, we are tackling a question that I don't think we've talked about before at all, but you're going to hear some themes of other public floor and fitness related advice that we have given. So this specific question is, why do I get pelvic floor symptoms with walking, but not more intense exercise? And while I do get this question specifically from clients, this was also a personal scenario that happened with me a couple of weeks ago. And I thought that we should talk through it. So the situation was that I went on a walk, just a stroll, nothing wild, something that I've done many times before. But interestingly, I haven't gone for a walk in months, months, probably like six to nine months. Have I gone for a walk, honestly, by myself uh, with the intention of just walking? So that was a different stimulus on my body just from the get-go. And what I noticed was that while I felt well and relaxed and like it was nice from a stress relieving standpoint, by the time I got getting back close to home and when I finished the walk, I was feeling some urgency, like those sensations of bladder urgency and 
kind of what I describe as an irritated bladder. So it feels different than urgency to me. It's just like this irritation that I can't quite shake. And it feels on a nervous system level is the only way I can describe it if you've never quite had that before. So it wasn't that I was leaking pee or having stress incontinence in that way. It wasn't like I was rushing to the bathroom. My bladder just felt irritated and my low back was sore too. So what then I found really interesting was the next day I did a much more intense workout. So it had some plyometrics, jumping, strength training, and I felt great after that and no symptoms, none of that stuff that I was feeling the day before. And with this really like low level type exercise compared to the high level exercise where I didn't get the symptoms. So I thought maybe we should talk through why some of this is, is this something that your clients or your patients talk to you about? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of, I do agree. Like a lot of people get confused that they're like, well, why can I do this, but not that. And I get pain or, or pelvic floor symptoms. So I think this is a really great episode to do because yeah, there can be a lot of different reasons and there is help. There's different things that people can try, um, to help with it. So let's talk about three things that you might want to test out if you are noticing the same thing that maybe you're getting pelvic floor symptoms, pain, discomfort that's ramping up with this lower level exercise, such as walking. And even if that is really leisurely walking or leisurely exercise, not the more intense stuff, or you notice you feel actually way better with the intense stuff. So number one, What I find is the lack of positional changes on the body is tends to be a thing for me that I notice then symptoms will ramp up. And again, it's that either low back pain or that irritated bladder sensation for me. So something like walking, if I am going for a walk that is 20, 30 minutes, I just notice that the lack of body alignment or body position change that I am going through doesn't feel great. Like my body wants to be loaded in varying ways. It wants me to be in more so of a strength training format workout where I am standing, where I'm lying down, where I am flexing my spine and extending and rotating. So I just find, especially with the kind of low back stuff that comes up for me too, with walking, it's just being in that one singular position. I tend to notice that that can make my body a little bit cranky. Yeah, no, I think that's a really great, um, great starting tip as well. And I think it's also going to depend even kind of what you're going through so I find again pregnancy might feel different I know we've talked about uh pain with walking in pregnancy before and so again this could be positional that even changing that up could be helpful or postpartum as well because your body's gone through changes through pregnancy giving birth postpartum so it's still you know adjusting so those are two other times that positional changes um, can be quite helpful Yeah. And that's a great point to bring up is that something that we often hear about postpartum exercise is to just get walking, 
go for walks. That is the best way to start moving in this structured way postpartum. But again, what I find with a lot of my clients is that actually some resistance training or some body weight exercises tends to feel even better on their bodies because of these positional changes and because they might just be on their feet a lot throughout the day within that postpartum time period. So actually moving in different ways and getting the body in lots of other positions can be really useful and to help you feel more comfortable. So the second thing is if you're breathing only in this same way or this one way throughout the whole, say, period of exercise or the period of movement that you're doing, that could be maybe a sign, maybe something that's coming up that your body wants to breathe in different ways and breathe, say, more deeply or get out of a shallow way of breathing. What I tend to find and I noticed in that walk is that I was breathing a little bit shallow and that at one point I noticed that I was gripping through my abdominals. And so I just found that to be really interesting. When I'm, say, engaged in a strength training workout, there are periods of time where I'm breathing at this much faster rate And then I rest and my breathing comes down. And then again, I'm engaged in a set of say 10 front squats. And by the end of that set, maybe I am changing the way I breathe multiple times throughout those 10 reps. Maybe I'm even holding my breath by the time I get to those last couple of reps. So I just think that this is something that is interesting to think about and something that I'll take with me into that next walk is maybe trying to vary the way I'm breathing or the parts of my body that I am consciously breathing into during the walking. Yeah, I love that, Jess. And I think breathing, I mean, we talk we talk about it, I think probably on every episode, um, how much breathing can affect how our body feels and especially with the pelvic floor. And I think it's good to bring up with this as well. You know, when you're going on a walk, how are you feeling also kind of mentally and emotionally? Because if you're going for a walk and you're pretty stressed, then our breathing will also be more shallow. So even taking those deeper breaths can actually help if we are feeling stressed during the walk. Um, And that can tie in again to even symptoms that we're feeling. If we're feeling tense, breathing shallow, um, our nervous system is more heightened. So in that sympathetic nervous system, so that fight or flight response, sometimes that in itself can contribute to symptoms. So even those deep breaths bring us over to that parasympathetic, that rest and digest side of our nervous system. And that can actually decrease whether it's pain or urgency or other pelvic floor symptoms when we're walking. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay. And then the last, the third thing that we wanted to mention was that for me, that walking, that feels like no breaks on my body. It feels like there's no rest periods. And I just think that that's really important to highlight that even in this leisurely walk that you might be going on, whether it's pregnancy, postpartum, you're much further out postpartum, that 
walking is it's still a load on the body and it's still effort and it's still work and you're working throughout that whole time period. And then again, what I just noticed the difference in that next day strength training workout was that I had these really specific work periods where I was working at a more intense clip. And then these rest periods between sets where I would sit down or I would lie down or I would be just, you know, parenting my kid or something. So these real distinctions between the work and the rest, I think are just interesting to notice too. So again, we might think that something like walking is not that intense on the body, but just know that that is a lot of physical effort, even if it doesn't feel super intense. Okay, friends, so something to keep in mind that if you too are getting some pelvic floor symptoms or pain, whatever it might be for you with walking or less intense exercise, but you're not getting it with maybe more intense exercise strength training, just know that this is something that's common and the reasons for it can make really good logical sense. The three things that we want you to try if you're finding this too. Number one, notice if there was a lack of positional changes on your body throughout that movement or that workout period. And maybe your body wants to be loaded in varying ways. And you can do this during the walking or during that movement. See if you can find some different ways of moving, even if again, with that walking, the movement seems the same. See if you can walk for a few steps where you're rounded over slightly forward. Can you rotate side to side through some steps? Can you put your feet in different positions for some steps? Do something different for your body position. Number two, you might have been breathing in the same way, one particular way, and perhaps you can try to get some different ways of breathing happening within that movement period. Breathe more deeply, breathe a bit more shallow, breathe into the back of the ribs, the sides, way down deep in the belly. See if you can find some variation there. And then the last point, just remember that during something like a 30 minute walk, there's really no breaks on the body. There's no specific rest periods. And perhaps you can sit down and take a minute throughout that walk. If you see a bench or you can sit on the ground. So just again, keep in mind that what you might do in a strength training workout is work for a specific period and then take a rest and then work and rest. And maybe you can incorporate this to some degree within that less intense workout or that movement period too. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 